Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin. The only problem I'm going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. What's going on, NBA draft fans? Your boys are back. The Wolves of Ball Street, the Draft Dak motherfucking NBA draft podcast. And Albert. Uh, did you know that today is the first episode of season two? Ooh, ooh, dude, it feels good. You know, not not many shows uh, make it to season two, but we're here. We're still alive. People are still into the things that come out of our mouths. So, I mean, dude, th- this is a vibe right now. Season two, let's get it. The network didn't cancel the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the benefit of doing things, you know, DIY, man. Uncancelable. Um Albert, uh, we have a special guest with us today. You, uh, If you've listened to the podcast, you have listened to my guy before. We have Tyler Rucker from Backcourt Violation. Tyler, what is good, my man? How are we doing? Reoccurring guest. I feel honored. I'm, I'm pumped to get after it. Thank you guys for having me back. Yeah, it's uh, we have a absolutely ridiculous episode um, mm. planned for today. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, so, ridiculous would be a way to put it. Yes, I agree. So, look, I I'm not trying to like subtweet anyone or anything because I'm not talking about the people that are putting in the work and grinding the film. But when in the NBA draft community, I know for sure that there are a decent amount of casual NBA draft fans who are just basing a lot of their research off like swish highlight tapes and ball is life mixtapes. And uh, if you follow the, the hardwood Herald's YouTube channel, my first video for the draft season was just taking ESPN's top 10 and ranking them or re-ranking them, reordering them with how I viewed them strictly based off these highlight tapes. So if that wasn't ridiculous enough, I felt like I needed to talk that out with other people. And so I invited Tyler. Uh, I gave Albert some homework. And we are all going to literally not having watched game film on the 2022 class, just take ESPN's top 10 and rank them strictly off of highlights. Now, there's not like a whole bunch that you could really take from this stuff, but there are certain things I feel like you can see like I feel like you can get a feel for how these guys you know move like the kinesthetics behind them you could actually see a little bit like how coordinated are they do they look like another player so maybe we're going to throw around some comps Um, we're going to have fun with it Uh, I literally have no idea how to format this but I'm going to start out by uh, just going off of ESPN's top 10 counting down from 10 so uh, ESPN has Patrick Baldwin Jr. headed to Milwaukee at mm-hmm. number 10. Um, 
SB Nation has Patrick Baldwin Jr. at number four on mm-hmm. their mock draft that they just released. And I also had Baldwin at four on my list. Um, Albert, where yeah. did you have Patrick Baldwin Jr. on your list? So I, I, I think Ty, Tyler might concur with me. Uh, I just went off of your list, man. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to defer to Corey here and just go off of your YouTube video and just kind of vibe off of that one. Um, so on on your list, you had him fourth. Yep. Um, so on my list, he's fourth for now. I, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nowhere else to put him. So uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr., after extensive scouting and research, is number four on my list. All right. Uh, Tyler, how about you? So this, I'd swear... For everyone listening, we didn't plan this, but I swear I actually made a list and had him fourth. So that's wow. what's making this all hilarious. But no, I went I went 10 to 1 and I got to 4 yep. and I thought 4 was a good spot for him and I I honestly I like his game a lot. Now I know we're talking about these guys are, you know, highlights and Corey got me on the show with Albert to do something I told myself I would never do in my entire life of evaluating prospects, which is basically <laughs> do a show off of just highlights. But uh, this is fun. This is going to be hilarious. But no, I like how Baldwin looks. Um, you know, the fact that he went and he's going to play for his dad. I, I actually love that. I don't really mm-hmm. think that's a yep. negative. But he just kind of looks like a guy that's going to get some buckets and kind of He's shifty with the ball in his hands. He can fill it up from all over the place. So um, it's weird. I've I've never, ever dug into a class this early, just like seriously. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned it to you guys earlier, but the moment I started watching these guys, I was like, oh, I got the itch again. Now I want to start scouting all these guys. But no, I have Baldwin at four so far. Goddamn degenerate. I, look, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, he's a kid. Like you could see his jumper is smooth as fuck. Yeah, like, it's oh even in the highlights. Like you know, we'll see when you actually dive into real game film. I think the cool thing about you know scouting these prospects in 2021, um, the year 2021 for the class 2022, but just multiple classes that like we have access to film for these kids in high school in right. AAU, whereas like when I was on message boards in the early two thousands, because the bulls had drafted like Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler out of high school. Like I, I just had to trust that these kids were going to be like the next Shaq and the next KG. Like I had heard like Mm -hmm. now, you know, you can actually see for yourself. So I feel like, you know, we are lucky in that regard. On the other side, I feel like it kind of hurts a lot of kids because these kids are like, somewhat famous at young ages in a way that most prospects growing up didn't really, you know, they, they might've been like hood famous, like wherever they grew up, but these kids have like national acclaim so early. And for some of the kids, it's probably a lot of pressure and you see kids, you know, I'm sure we'll, you know, talk about it a little later. Not every one of these kids in the top 10 is going to end up in the top 10 next June for the actual draft. So, um, that's why, and I've never started this process this early either. But yeah, it's it's weird. It's really weird, but I kind of like it, which I can't explain. But I'm gonna try to. Yeah, look, man. <laughs> if if we weren't doing it, somebody else was. Somebody else is gonna do it. Somebody they else is gonna do it. <laughs> so it's gotta be. 
we got to do it. Like no one cares. Go harder. That's the mentality. But yeah, I think Patrick Baldwin Jr. He look. He's a kid. He he could have gone to Duke, formed a three headed monster, and right. you know had like all this national acclaim. He's gonna go to Milwaukee, play for his dad, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how his stock plays out. Like, is he gonna be penalized because the competition that he's playing maybe isn't as strong as you know some of his. Uh, classmates or are people going to be like he took a challenge wanted to go be the guy and you could see a little bit more of of what his game is not having played off two other high-ranked prospects so uh and he gets to avoid the coach k farewell tour and uh which we all which that should be a positive if anything yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but uh he's one of my favorite he was one of my favorite highlights because i just like guys who look smooth like he's got yeah. a little bit of athleticism. He's shifty, like you said. He could shoot the rock. He looks like he's got a deep bag. Um, I like skilled guys. He's got good size. When I was making my video, it was hard to find pictures without braces. So this is how how young mm. some of these kids are. Um, and I like that about him. So big fan mm. here. Okay, Cor- moving on. Corey, li- Corey likes him young. That's what it is. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> I I work in a high school. I like you know I I like to feel comfortable. Um, all right. <laughs> ESPN has Peyton Watson at number mm. nine, small forward going to UCLA. Right. UCLA should be, uh, they should be a good team yeah. this year. Right. Um, Albert, tell me what were your impressions of Peyton Watson were ESPN number nine, SB nation ranked number six. So as I mentioned, I didn't really like put them like I didn't number them or sorry, I didn't put them in order, but uh, Peyton Watson was like my Peyton Watson would have been my number 10. Um, I was kind of like least impressed with him. Um, I remember like I, you know, I live in LA, have a lot of friends out here who go to UCLA and they're all excited for this upcoming season. And the name that I hear the most is Peyton Watson. They're like, dude, wait till you see Peyton Watson. I'm like, all right, first off, have you seen Peyton Watson play yet? (laughs) Um, and number two (laughs) from the highlight videos I've seen, I'm like, um, dude, I've heard somebody tell me like, Somebody, so many people tell me like this guy's a freak athlete. Like, wait till you see this kid jump. And I'm like watching his highlight tapes. I'm like, all right, um, he's okay. Um, in my notes, I wrote athletic question mark because like, I, I mean, he's being labeled as this athlete, but I thought he was fine. Like, I I watched him play a little bit in the uh, FIBA U19 stuff, and I was like, okay, he's like bricking a ton of shots and he's jumping around everywhere like a flying squirrel, and that's cool, but. I wasn't super impressed. So for me, Peyton Watson is uh, at the bottom of my list and I did not walk away like super excited about him. But, but of course, like once again, Corey, like you said, just going off his highlight tapes, maybe he'll impress me at UCLA. Maybe he won't, but um, he's at the bottom of my list so far. Yeah. He's a guy that could have a deep tournament run. Like um, he's not going to have the load on his shoulders necessarily going to that team. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see where his stock was. Uh, Tyler, what were your, uh, initial thoughts after scouting Peyton Watson for two and a half minutes. I, <laughs> I had him attend to, um, I swear me and Albert didn't copy each other's homework, but I, I, I had him at 10 to, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm trying to remember everyone right now. Cause, um, like I said, off the highlights, was he a late bloomer? Did he grow a bunch? I, he could have. I look. I tried to do <laughs> as little research as possible. I love this. This is just crapshoots. <laughs> right. I just wanted to watch Ball is Life for a half hour and literally grade them on that. Because look, if you've listened to the show, you know we go very deep. Yes. Scouting these kids, but 
we got a little bit of fucking time before the college season starts. So, you know, I, I wanted to do something fun. We did the summer league stuff. We did the summer league school, uh, the summer right. school stuff. Right. Um, yeah. So we graduated from summer school. We passed the regents. Uh, I'm sorry. That's a New York thing. If you know, it's the standardized test in the States. And now we're, uh, we're just do We're having some fun on, on, on break, but for the start of season two, I, we just had to have fun. I had Watson eight and you know, I think it's interesting that we all have him like a little bit lower because to me, when I watched him, I was like, he kind of looks like Andrew Wiggins with a little less bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I remember a, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Like still mm-hmm. enough, still enough bounce. Like I think he looks athletic. He's, he's scrawny. He's long. Um, I'm sure he's going to have some moments where he looks really smooth athletically. Um, but, and, and he looks like he could shoot off the dribble a little bit in the highlight tapes, but uh, I want to see it, how it translates. Now, I watched some of these guys a little bit here and there because I also, I, I watched Chet um, extensively. Right. My first yeah, yeah, yeah. breakdown video is going to be of, of Chet, and I'm releasing that tomorrow or the next day. And, uh, you know, and if you watch the FIBA games, like a lot of these kids are, are there. But, uh, yeah, Watson, like, these kids who are just like, labeled as an athlete first it's easy to do that in high school when you're so much more athletically gifted and then when you get to college and the skill kicks in like let's see if he can keep up um so that that's what i'm going to be looking for from peyton watson i do think he has a cool name so that that's something i like about him this one that's a plus for sure yeah this one i actually again not a whole lot of like background other than the fact number eight espn has aj griffin Adrian Griffin Jr. So what I knew about him before this was that his dad was right. Adrian Griffin Sr., NBA player. Other Boston than that, Celtic. this was this was the uh, Chicago Bull. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Chicago Bull. Okay. Great coach, <laughs> you know, on the bench. <laughs> uh, so that's the most I knew about him. ESPN has him at number eight. There has to be a reason. I don't know if this, you mm. know, like the kid, does he have a motor that doesn't go 100%? Does he have injuries, something? Because watching this kid, I had him number three. He looks like fucking Jimmy Butler, like mm-hmm. out there. Like he is a brick shit house. He is unbelievably uh, athletic. He looks like he's got like a little mid-range game. He's going to Duke to play with uh, Paulo Banchero. And both of those kids look like they're about 26 years old and have spent eight hours a day in the weight room. So I was a little surprised to see that ESPN had Adrian Griffin at eight. SB Nation has him at three. I have him at three. Uh, Tyler, what were your impressions watching Adrian Griffin Jr.'s uh, highlights? Um, I'm a sucker for bloodlines. Like if dad Mm -hmm. played in the league, I'm just like, I'll, I'll eat that up right away. And I'm like you, Corey. Moment I turn on is, I mean, I might have been five seconds in. I was like, this kid's not in high school. This is, he's <laughs> lying to everyone. I need a birth certificate. Like, someone show me it right away. But yeah, he, he just looks like a brick shit house that I don't know. I, I, I don't know about eight. I had him five. Okay. So I had him in my top five just because if, if you have that physicality, you're still that young. I think I'm looking at the, ESPN top 10, they, he's still 17, right, as of now. So, I mean, yeah, if, if he can do it on both sides of the ball, dad was around the league for a long time. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for bloodlines, like I said. So, especially going to Duke, I'll be excited to watch him. 
Yeah, and we're all going to get plenty of opportunity to watch Duke this year. I mean, yes. I'm sure they're going to have – I don't know how many games they play. It's not a 1,000, but they'll be on ESPN a 1,000 times. We don't have uh, a choice. <laughs> Albert, uh, yeah. give, me your, uh, give me your Adrian Griffin Jr. thoughts. Here we go. Um, I, I think we're all old enough to remember Danny Almonte. Uh, Little League World Series yes. back in like wow! I did not expect that name drop. <laughs> Amazing <laughs> cross cross sport reference to the Little League World Series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the kind of vibes that I got. Daniel Monte vibes from back a long time ago. Um, the kid I wrote in my notes, he might be too strong for college. Um, are some of my thoughts about Adrian Griffin Jr. Uh, maybe he needs to play in NC AAA. Because uh, this kid is an absolute <laughs> monster. Um, you know, I mean, he was a lot of fun to watch. I, you know, I have him like somewhere in that like top five range because he just looks, it, it's not just the brute strength of the kid, but he looks pretty fluid for somebody yeah. who's that strong too. And it's like for you to be that strong and that fluid. And as Tyler mentioned, to have those bloodlines and for people to be looking at you sideways like Danny Almonte, it's like, oh, okay, like I'll sign up for that. You know, I would definitely want that kid on my team. So um, I have him really high. I thought he was really interesting to watch. Um, I think your comp for Jimmy Butler is really interesting. Um, and if he develops into that type of player, like, holy crap, I, I wouldn't be surprised because he's such a freaking monster, at least in the mixtapes uh, that we've seen so far. So I'm super high on him. And all I could him and Jalen Duran were totally like, Al Monte vibes for me. Yeah, those dudes are, and they're both young. Like yeah. <laughs> Durin, like he, like I think he is even reclassifying to to be in this class. So uh, those kids look like they bench press four hundred pounds. Um, <laughs> it's, it, there's a lot of grown people in this draft. Uh, somebody, the next guy, definitely not as strong. Um, at number seven, ESPN has Jabari Smith headed to Auburn, power forward, center. Uh, I had him at six. Um, both ESPN and SB Nation had him at seven. Um, to me, he looked interesting. He's more of like, I, I mean, the term unicorn gets thrown around a, a hell of a lot these days. And uh, too often, it kind of defeats the whole point of what a unicorn is and how rare it is. But like <laughs> Jabari Smith looks like your modern big man who's like expected to be able to like guard on the perimeter a little bit, play drop, block shots around the rim maybe space the floor a little bit, rim run, get out in transition. Uh, he looks kind of smooth, physically underwhelming. Um, Auburn is a, it's a spot I, I don't typically <clears throat> love NBA prospects. As much as I love Sharif, I, just, I typically don't enjoy watching their college tape all that much, so I wish he went somewhere besides Auburn. But Jabari Smith, definitely uh, an interesting kid in this top ten. Uh, Albert, give me your uh, Jabari Smith takes. I actually, I actually really liked watching him. So when I initially started watching his mixtape, I didn't realize he was that tall. Um, yeah. I thought, like the way that he moved, I thought he was like six eight. Um, you know me, I'm all about like looking at their physiology or whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think his shoulders are a little underrated. <laughs> okay, no, that's not that. Look, not you, that any like. We Whoa, like shoulders. <laughs> I mean, not that anyone has rated his shoulders yet, but um, I, I would say uh, his shoulders look like they're going to develop. So as I was watching him play, I was like, oh, I think this guy might grow up to be like way stronger than he looks right now. 
um just like yeah his arms look like super toned up and his shoulders look like they're gonna become like boulders in like three years so i was actually pretty impressed because like the way that he was moving i didn't think he was 6'10 6'11 and then to realize he was that tall and to then to watch him play i was like oh this is interesting and um I really loved what you said about the whole unicorn thing. At this point, like a unicorn is just a horse we can ride around on. Like people just use it all the freaking time. So um, Jabari Smith is a, I don't know, like a fire unicorn or something. I have no no freaking idea, but I think he's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, for sure. He he does. He moves like Peyton Watson moves, but he's taller, um, which makes him interesting. Tyler, give me your Jabari takes. No, I, I I think you guys are spot on. It just looks like one of those guys that skinny, but has great size, floor spacer, like good footwork, can move pretty well. Probably should be a good shot blocking presence. But I'm always with those those skinny guys. I want to see them at college because I always just get yeah. a little like, okay, you're dominating high school. I get it, but let's see what happens when you go up against the more physical you know physical prospects physical players at college like if you were dominating at high school is can you do that against the thick six eight senior who's been around the game for a while so like i don't know i i like all the tools but let's see it at the next level but yeah it's definitely intriguing and i'm trying to figure out a new unicorn term that we're gonna have to figure that out throughout the year because it's it's dying pretty quick but um yeah Definitely right. like him. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> you can have JT Thor after a full season of scouting. Oh, gosh. Or, Jab- or Jabari Smith after two and a half minutes of his high school mixtape. Who are you taking? Go. Uh, Jabari Smith. Wow. Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith for sure. It's on the record. It's on the record. I, you, Time you quote me on it. 20 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> Play it at my funeral. Put it on my Corey. tombstone. Jabari Corey, Smith over JT Core. Corey's a bad man, dude. No, I'm telling you. Setting us up. All right. Uh, ESPN, number six ranked prospect. We have Yannick Sosa. Um, mm. He is one of the players in this top ten who's actually playing real high-level basketball. I cannot pronounce um, where he's playing. Unikaha? I think that's of good the, enough. We're gonna right, we're gonna say Liga, that passes for August. That passes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, ESPN <laughs> has him at six. SB Nation had him at ten. Based off his highlights, um, I had him at nine. Um, he seems just based like off his highlights. He's one of those guys <laughs> like that might be all you need to watch. Like outside of just watching if he knows how to be in the right spots defensively, like he he looks like he's gonna be he is what he is. He's gonna block shots, dunk off alley oops, and rim runs. Um I didn't see like a whole lot else in his bag just based off the highlights. So I'm I'm it's gonna be interesting to see like how valuable he is in the half court and uh if he actually does crazy stuff and is in the right places and understands structure and team defense versus just like He's really long and athletic, so he can recover quick enough to swat shots at the rim. Um, give me also another guy with a, a fucking awesome name, Sosa, spelled N Z O S A. Tyler, give me your uh, your Yannick Sosa takes. There's always like an international guy that 
I feel beginning of the year, I just buy in and I have no explanation. And I'm pretty sure I watched like two highlights and I was like, screw it. I'm in like, I'm all <laughs> in already. I don't know. I just look at the, the guy that runs all over the place, like Garuba this year in this class, like he just seems like contagious energy defensive, just blocking everything he possibly can get his hands on. He's dunking everything. I'm like you though, Corey, like, yeah, okay. Like, Checking the boxes. Let's see now. Is he in the right spot? Is he rotating? Is he smart defensively? Like, can he do anything offensively? But um, no, a couple times he just puts the ball on the ground and just dunks on everyone. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'm in. Like, let me start the <laughs> fan club like in August. But no, I like him. I had him. I think I had him ninth too. Promise I'm not copying homework. But um, just one of those skinny, tall guys that if he's going to play his butt off and make an impact defensively, like, yeah, I'm, he's going to be a great role guy. I, I I would love that. I mean, so that's what I think. Yeah. He's going to be a guy that like, if he gets paired with the right pick and roll partner, it's like, he's going to potentially sign a crazy deal one day, um, yes. you know, based off of just like <clears throat> catching alley-oops and blocking shots. He is one of the younger prospects. He's 17 and a half years old right now. So like can, can absolutely, you know, fill that body out as he matures, like five years from now, like what year are we going to be in at that point? Like, you know, that's how long he, the, a kid that young is going to have to like even begin, you know, filling out physically. Uh, Albert, mm-hmm. give it to me. Guys, I'm I'm just kind of like amazed by looking at his bio. This fool was born on November 15th. Ready for this one? 2003, boys. <laughs> 2003. That's absolutely insane. Like I'd yeah. rather not read that ever again. But um he's playing in uh Liga ACB. He's playing in Spain, which is cool. We've seen a lot of dudes play in Spain and, you know, they kind of benefit from it, right? Um I don't know. He just seems like what's the saying? Like a uh, lunch pail, hard hat guy. Like yes. this guy just plays so goddamn hard all the time. Like he's the type of guy who's playing as if basketball is like life or death. Like I, I, you know, I'm just going to die on this court tonight. And um, dude, I respect that. He plays really freaking hard, but I mean, you can kind of tell that he just, even from the mixtapes, you can tell like he's raw as, as hell, but man, he, this fool, he rolls hard. Like he rolls really freaking hard and he's going to, you know, like I, I feel like Tibbs or like one of the old, old school coaches are going to watch this kid and be like, sign me up for that boy. <laughs> like they're just going to be freaking in love with him. So I, I'm sure he'll go high. Maybe he's the next one to like grab another Jared Allen co- contract, like in like five, six years, like you said, Corey. But um, I mean, look, if people like talent is talent, but I think hard work is a talent too. And he just seems like a kid that's going to work his ass off wherever he ends up. So I, it's going to be interesting. I don't, you know, I have him on the back end just because like, yeah, I don't know. I was watching the uh, NBA draft junkies video on him shots to uh Rafael Barlow. Um, but he loves him and he has him like, he's, he thinks he might go top five and maybe he does like, who knows what he develops in Spain this year. Um, but you know, maybe that pie, paella like gets him all kinds <laughs> of hype and you know, whatever. But he looks he looks really interesting, and I'm, I'm I'm excited to watch his tape. Yeah, he goes 100 miles an hour. You gotta love the energy. You gotta love the effort. And a kid, I mean, look, you know, I I've worked with kids that age for you know almost 10 years, and like, not every kid that age understands that you gotta go hard. And so that's really impressive that he's playing with a motor that doesn't stop at such a young age. Um, 
So it's going to be interesting to see his development. You know, I, I think that if he just shows a little bit of flashes this year or some other stuff, I could see the top five stuff. I think just watching highlights again, not <laughs> breaking down the nitty gritty stuff. I think it, it, for me, it seems like an outside shot. He would go up, you know, be picked that high. I think that we're trending away from like that kind of big man getting picked that high up. Um, but with that said, like Raf Raphael is like, you know, that dude is, uh, a savant when it comes to these international Euro, prospects, yeah. you know, he's, he's yeah. very good at that. So it, it would not shock me if, if he was dead on with that. And um, it's one of the reasons that I think this is a fun podcast. Cause we're going to get to look back when we actually know stuff about these guys and be like, what the fuck were our first impressions of, of these kids? <laughs> so uh, that's, that's why I think there's a little bit of value in, into what we're doing because uh, <clears throat> you know, imagine our lists are just exactly the same. And we were just like, all this time we were putting in all this extra work when we could have just watched the mixtapes the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> all right. At, uh, at number five, ESPN has Caleb Houston uh, headed to Michigan to replace Franz, uh, 18 and a half years old. Uh, didn't, didn't dive into it, but I believe he's one of the kids who had like a really strong FIBA tournament for, for Canada. Um, so his mixtape, for me was one of the more boring mixtapes. He's just like, this kid's a good basketball player. He shoots threes. looks like he could defend a little bit. looks like he can get out and transition, run, handle it. Maybe he doesn't have like the shiftiest handle, but it's functional. Like he just looks like he's a basketball player, not a hooper. I had him 10th just based off of um, strictly off the mixtapes, but ESPN has him at five and SB nation has him at five. Uh, Albert talk to me about Kayla Houston. Dude, I actually really enjoyed Caleb Houston. Um, I, I was you, you. It's funny you mentioned the U nineteen stuff. I watched like a couple highlight videos of him playing for Canada. He has some like, dude, the kid's pretty fearless. He has some mm. fu energy to him. Like you know, like you watch a kid play, you're like, oh, that kid has some shit to him. Um, it's yeah. kind of how I felt about Caleb Houston. I was like, you know, like if you look at all of his pictures online, he's like mean mugging in every single photo he takes, and you're like, oh, I like guys like that. You know, like he's gonna step on the court and be like, look. I don't like you and I'm going to go into your chest every single time I take it to the rim. I'm going to shoot three. So once again, just from what I saw, I was like, Oh, I, I like that. He's got some shit to him. Um, he, he, I thought he was like tougher than he looks. Um, you know, he looks pretty frail and like, he's kind of like real skinny, but um, when he's going to the cup, it was like, Oh, he's like kind of stronger than he looks. And so I was actually a little impressed. Um, yeah. I, I like him. I kind of had him like middle of the pack. And that's exactly where ESPN SB nation had him. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting to when I actually dive into the film. Cause again, like, you know, he's one of these kids who's probably not going to stand out the same way as some of these other kids who maybe are like a little bit more athletic or a little shiftier and have like prettier highlights where like this kid just might impact winning in a really efficient mm -hmm. way. And like, like I said, like everything is functional. Everything is strong. He looks like a kid just based on his highlights who may not have a ton of weaknesses, so I very, you know, I doubt that like he's I'm going to have him at 10 because like I could very easily see him in an actual basketball setting being a stronger player than Peyton Watson, who I had a couple of spots ahead of him. Right. But like Peyton Watson had prettier highlights. So for the the point of this exercise, you know, he bored me a little bit, but I could very easily see him definitely jumping up into that mid tier. Uh, Tyler. Tell me how he's going to replace Franz Wagner in that Michigan lineup. 
Um, he's gonna be way better. No, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Um, no, I, I I liked his. I watched his FIBA stuff. It sounds like me and Albert did the same thing. Um, I'm intrigued. A lot more like as I watched him, I was a bigger fan. I, I think with those guys that are floor spacers, potentially three and D's, you can get a little bored of their highlights. But like, I kind of, I think there's some offensive versatility waiting to come out, you know, like just scratching the surface. I think he could be a little bit more than three and D. Um, I kind of like his mindset from watching those FIBA highlights. I definitely, it's weird when I watched him, I felt like he was smaller than he was just like on the floor. And then I looked and I was like, Oh, he's got good size. And then I don't know why I just couldn't get off of that, but maybe I needed to watch more games, but um, no, I'm, I'm always a sucker for the guys that can spray space the floor from the wings because I couldn't shoot when I was growing up basically and playing in high school. So I have a soft spot. I'm like, Oh, those guys are cool. They could shoot three balls. Um, I was more of like a Tony Allen. So yeah, (laughs) enough of that. But uh, no, I like, I like Caleb Houston. I think it's probably going to be a great fit, you know, with him going to Michigan and Juwan Howard should do some wonders for him. So um, yeah, I'm shocked you had him at 10, Corey. I do have to call you out on that. I I was a little shocked. It was just the highlights. It's just the highlights. Like I said, like (laughs) I I almost can guarantee like he's going to be higher when I actually watch a full game. Cause I, and I, I also didn't watch like, uh, Canada highlights. Yeah. I I think like I watched, like I was, (laughs) I I was watching just like, uh, ball is life or whatever the version of, you know, the, the, the the league game. I I, I don't know. You know, I cheated. I cheated. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I know he had a strong tournament. So like, I feel like, and, and I think the highlights I was watching were probably a little older because the last year has been weird as hell. COVID happened. I don't, you know, every high school in the country handled things differently. Like, I don't know what the AAU scene was like where he was at. So um, he probably developed his game and I'm sure that I'd have ranked him higher had I, you know, mm-hmm. watched the, the same highlights as, as you guys. But, you know, I, I needed like a bang and hip hop track in my highlights. So. <laughs> um, oh, all right, moving on. Uh, Albert mentioned this kid a little earlier. Again, I, I he's 17.6 years old. Uh, ESPN has him at four. He, he's got to be 28 and not 17 years old. Jalen Duran, we don't know where he's headed. Um, again, I think he's reclassifying. This kid is strong AF. Albert, tell me more about why this kid is – like how is he this strong at this age? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, okay. In my notes, I wrote, why is he so big? Uh, was the first <laughs> thing that I wrote. Cause I'm just kind of confused right now. Um, I also wrote head sits at the rim. Like this kid is an absolute freak. Like he's got some Jericho Sims type of athleticism to him. Like there was a dunk that I watched that he, he was literally just like, he was going to bite on the rim as he dunked on it. And then there was, I'm sure you guys saw this. I think it, Corey it was in your video too. Like some kid put up a floater and then Jalen Duran just decided like, Oh, okay. I'm just going to fly into outer space and grab this ball and <laughs> throw it out. So he's a freak, man. Like, I'm really starting to wonder, like, is there – if I'm Sam Presti, right, I'm calling this kid. I'm, like, trying to connect Poku with him and be like, dude, can you just take Poku under your wing for six months and get Poku to, like, like half as big as you? Because he's an absolute freak, dude. Like, he is so huge. I 
Wait, where is he playing next year? I, he's playing at Memphis. I made a mistake. He's oh, playing at oh, Memphis, which means okay. that he's playing under Sheed. Sheed and Penny, right? That's Sheed pretty cool. Gosh, That's pretty – wow. That's pretty damn cool. I Okay, here, here it is, Corey. Ready? The ultimate best outcome for Jalen Duran this year is, like, he kicks ass all season long in high-top Air Force Ones. Like, that is <laughs> the ultimate outcome for us. Like, he gets the Sheed high-top Air Force Ones with that weird strap on the back, and he just kicks ass all season. That's all I could ask for for Jalen Duran. And, um, yeah, man. I If he's got, like, those other skills, too, like, are we watching, like, a, the next BAM? Or I don't even know. Like, yeah. he is an absolute freak though. So that my question is, why is he so big? I don't know the goddamn answer to that question. Yeah. that that seems like it could ultimately be a fun comp for him. And I could definitely see it based off the mixtapes uh, in the mixtapes. You see him do like a few things, just dunk people through the floor and yeah. block a ton of shots. Like he's strong. He's fluid. He's athletic. There are a couple of like fadeaway mid range jumpers that were like pretty smooth looking. But there weren't a lot of like what we expect out of big men prospects nowadays, like face up, take guys off the bounce, spot up, hit threes. Like there weren't a lot of that. So I think that, um, you know, if if he could take some stuff from Sheed, that that could be really big for his game. Uh, How like do you Tyler, do you think that a kid that strong, like, is there any adjustment when he gets to Memphis and plays that schedule that? Having like, is there an adjustment period for him having just been so much stronger than kids his whole life? I think, I mean, I think there's going to be. You're going to find out in a in a hurry if he's got some versatility. Because like, I'm like you, Corey. I watched him and immediately I was like, okay, he's bigger, stronger, and jumps higher than everyone. Like, he's going to dominate high school. Let's. It was quick. I was like, yeah, he could be a freak. Let's just see it in college. Yeah. Like, if you can do it the first game in college against some stronger competition i'm gonna be like okay this guy's a problem but yeah i'm in <laughs> um i'm in yeah, i mean it's that quick like if 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 you're just gonna i mean he just has some plays where he's just like blocking shots into a dark dimension and and he's just bigger than everyone i think i read about him because i was just so shocked of how big he was i was like reading about him someone might have said he had like a seven five wingspan i was like oh my Jesus. gosh so a hacker. Yeah, going to the right spot with Penny and Sheed. Um, it, I just think like if he could just have some versatility, like yeah, he could be a top five pick if he can yeah. just showcase that. If he could show a little bit of passing, I do like the Bam comparison because I mean he has he has the physicality and the athleticism to be a problem. Now it's just do you have the rest? Can you put it together, or are you going to be a project? So I, I, I want to talk about Bam very quickly for a second. We can do is that. Anyone, is Ooh. anyone else, is anyone else a little shocked that he hasn't like developed a three point shot at this point of his career? Mm. Because I thought for sure mm. he was going to have a smooth enough shot to like kind of be a, a threat at this point. Like just watching him, you know, obviously he didn't show it off a ton in, in at Kentucky because you know Cal doesn't let anybody show off what they're fully capable at this point (laughs) but I just remember watching a draft express video in the pre-draft and this kid was just stroking shot after shot it looked pretty it looked fluid and I was like holy shit where is this kid mocked 
like in the <laughs> out of the lottery like what are we doing like and um i'm just uh, maybe if, if, if he went somewhere else and he had like he didn't play so structured and under like I mean, not to say he he has like he's obviously expanded his game a ton with the passing and, and everything. I I just feel like he, there's another level for him to unlock because I feel like the shot is there somewhere. I I, I still don't feel like he's where he's going to be. If that makes yeah. sense, like I I'm like you. I I think there's another level, maybe two. It's weird because last year I just kept feeling like he wasn't having the year. Like I thought he was going to take another step forward, and then like I'm looking at his numbers. He went from 15.9 to 18.7, but like his rebounds went down. I don't know. I, I'm like you too. I, I, I thought the three-point shot was going to come around, but mm-hmm. it hasn't yet at a consistent level because he does have a good form. It's not like it's ugly. And No. Right, um, right. I don't know. I, I, do, I, I, I think that's a good point. Go ahead, mm-hmm. Albert. No, I, I agree with you guys. Like the one thing I will say though, I, I think it, Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think he shot like 40, sorry, 80% from uh, the free throw line last year, which is, it's nice. Like, I'll take that. You know, I, I really oh, yeah. enjoy that part of his game. And the mid-range, you know, I, I felt like he took a little, he took some nice mid-range jumpers last season and was yep. taking a little bit more. Um, but you're right, dude. I, I do wonder what it is that is limiting him. I might be crazy, but I feel like I saw him take a couple during the Olympics this year. Um Maybe I just imagined that, and that's what I was hoping for. But I feel you, dude. I feel you, dude. Like he is that type of, like he's got that type of form, and like the you know, a huge indicator of shooting for us is free throw shooting. So if you're an eighty percent shooter at that size, like why not extend your game? And maybe uh, Bam's the one who needs to go spend some time with Sheed and start shooting some more. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. It's going to be interesting to monitor going forward. Big Bam, again, awesome name uh, or nickname. Sticking on shooting, ESPN number three, Jaden Hardy, who yes. Anytime mm. I hear his name, I I got a little half chub of excitement going on. Um, I had him as my number one highlight mix player because I just can watch this kid shoot all day long. Uh, SB Nation has him at nine. Uh, so that that's a little bit uh, different than ESPN's number three. I, the first time I watched a highlight of this kid, just like a clip on on Twitter, I was like, "Okay, give me all the stock. I'm in. I'm putting. I'm buying it all." I'm trying to think of the last prospect that I saw shoot that I was like that, as confident in as, as a long term shooting prospect as Jaden Hardy. It's been a minute. This kid's shot is be absolutely beautiful, uh, Albert. What'd you think of Jaden Hardy? I, I mean, look, I think the biggest thing that jumped out to me is his shooting mechanics did not remind me of Jalen Johnson. Okay. Um, there's definitely a little bit of a difference there <laughs> with the shooting. <laughs> but Corey, just a I, little, I, just a, little. <laughs> just a I, tiny dude, bit. They're really close, but just a tiny. You know, I, I, you know, we gotta, we have to make sure we, you know, keep this as objective as possible. Um, but Jaden, dude, you're right. The shooting is magic. That's what I wrote in my notes. Mechanics look like magic. Um, the kid, not Magic Johnson, just like magic, like wonder. I have no idea. I'm just right. using different words. Um, he's unbelievable, dude. I can't freaking wait to watch him play. And it's freaking exciting. And I don't know. I think a part of me wishes he played college ball just because like I would have liked to see this caliber of player play kind of on a bigger stage. But at the same time, like we just watched Jalen Green just like 
throw his nutsacks on everyone in in summer league. And so I'm down for Jaden Hardy to have a great season and do that at summer league next year. But um, dude, he's awesome. He's really fun to watch. Corey, you're saying that you're not, you like, you don't remember the last prospect that you were like so sure of as a shooter for me. Like I kind of thought of clay. When did clay get drafted again? Like 2011? Wait, was it 2011 or I don't remember, dude. I think 2011 is 10 years ago. Like that's Oh yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a long time ago, man. Holy crap. Um, but it, I will say do, do you remember like watching Clay in college at Washington State? Like he was so money like with that jump shot even then. Like so anyway, that's kind of how I felt about Jaden. I I'm that high on him. I, he's amazing. Yeah, he's going to be fun in G League Ignite. Sticking on Clay for one second. I So if you watch the youth level um, there's a couple of guys over the years who kids absolutely from LA fitness to actual games, AAU, whatever, were just like, I'm shooting like this now. And it was Lonzo ball, which was an absolute disaster, but every single kid wanted to shoot like Lonzo because it looked Gross. insane and it went in. Um, and then every kid still wants to shoot like Steph because he's the greatest shooter of all time. And, uh, everybody, wants to aspire to that and i as a fan of development wish that kids stop trying to shoot like steph with that one shot motion coming really Mm -hmm. low and instead tried to emulate shooting like clay amen 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 there it is amen i swear i feel like so many of these high level prospects that come up with this the shot just doesn't translate the same way and Clay's shot is it's what you look at if there was a shooting textbook. Like this is Clay has the most insane picture perfect form maybe of of all time. He's obviously one of the greatest shooters, but his form in and of itself from the footwork, the balance, the release, the follow through, like he literally goes through like the beef, like the bend, elbow, extension, like he goes through it so and it's so natural, it's so pretty. I just wish more kids started trying to emulate Clay instead of Steph, because mm. to me, just if you do that, I feel like kids are going to grow up as, as better shooters because Steph's a one-on-one and, oh. and there's not, you know, I, I just think it's a harder shot to to master than something like, you know, Clay's, which is a more traditional mm-hmm. textbook. I don't know. It's a little rant mm-hmm. that I had, but um, tell me about uh, your, your initial thoughts on Jaden Hardy, Tyler. Um, I was drooling. Yeah. Like uh-huh. absolute drooling. Um, I had actually taught, I would, I had talked to someone, a buddy of mine that was in the industry and we were like, just briefly talking about 22 prospects and, and he brought up Jaden Hardy and his eyes just got so big. And he was like, Bradley Beal. I was like, really? And he goes, Whew. everything. He said, Bradley Beal. And I, he's like, just watch him. He's like, you're going to, you're going to be in awe. And I, I watched your video, Corey, when you were like joking about, he just, never seems to hit the rim and I just started laughing and then I watched his highlights and I was like oh my gosh I haven't seen him hit the rim in basically five minutes of watching a highlight tape so I don't know it's just it's not just the his ability to score from all over and like pull up from deep what what kind of caught my attention is and I cheated I watched a little workout video he had and I his footwork, his lower body balance, like mm. you just don't see that stuff from a prospect like this so early. 
And I think mm. that's what's so impressive to me. And that's kind of like, if we're sticking with the clay theme, that's what's so special about clay is clay just gets his feet set, like boom. And he's like perfectly ready to roll. Hardy has a little bit of that. And he just hits some shots that I'm like, how did you get rid of the ball first? And then all of a sudden it's in the middle of the net. And I'm just like, I don't know. I, he's one of those guys. Like I watched him and I was like, why, why can't he be in the top three? Why can't he be yeah. a top two? pick? Like, it's right. just, woo. I, uh, yeah. I'm going to be watching those games closely this year. And I get the point of like wanting to see him in college. That would have been fun. But I also want to see him like maybe against some bigger guys, like, you know, in the G league. So, That'll be fine. And he's got pro skills. Like his game is, you know, his game's not like he would play. He'd obviously be awesome in college, but he's like a guy who you just watch him. You're like, yep, that's a a pro player. Like why prolong it? I just, his shot is like when McGuire would hit a home run and the ball would Mm. just so like, it would just sail and just Mm. so smoothly before it dropped. And I got, I'm so impressed with his shooting, man. I I really am. Like he's not as bouncy as as Ant Man or right. Jalen, but like just as a natural shooter, man, yeah. that kid's fun to watch. And you know, you mentioned like you watch a workout video. Like clearly, he's a kid who's put a lot of work in. He probably works with a trainer and this and that. But like one of my my things is with these kids who start working with trainers so young, is that it almost can be counterproductive at times. Like you saw, like for me, I felt like BJ Boston, like everything he did, he would do with a trainer, but then like you don't have a help defender coming over when you're working with cones. So like you can't get to that spot that you worked out in the workout. And I feel like Jaden Hardy has like the stuff, like all of the skill stuff in his bag that you would work within a trainer, but he also looks like he's been hooping with Jamal Crawford at the crossover and just has all of the like pickup stuff too. And that's the combination I want. That's the type of player I love watching. So the aesthetics of it, like I don't care that his highlight tape doesn't have a ton of dunks because I could just watch him launch 45 foot shots that don't touch the rim all all day. So he was my number one guy just based on that because I love, I love skill. I love shooters, but he's number three on ESPN ahead of him at number two is uh, another Duke guy, Paulo Banchero. Another guy who looks like the uh, what movie? The baseball movie is that the the I am twelve, where uh... Uh, <laughs> bench warmers. Yeah, bench warmers. No <laughs> one know, call me out for knowing that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Classic scene though, and um, he's another guy. He just looks like he's physically he's like twenty five years old. Uh, mm-hmm. Albert, tell me about uh, about Paulo, who who's a big time candidate to go number one overall this year. Uh, I, I realized we forgot to mention to our uh, listeners that this is now a baseball basketball hybrid pod. Um, <laughs> we've, we've hit on so many baseball. Yeah, uh, one fiction, today. one nonfiction. I know we, uh, Danny Almonte, um, but also like we're really aging ourselves guys. Like we actually remember that home run race between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire uh, yeah. back in what was that? 99. So um, I need Albert to stop making me feel old at this podcast. It's really <laughs> killing, my, it's killing my vibe tonight. The first place that my mind went when Albert said that one of the kids was born in 2003, where I was like, Holy shit. They missed TRL. They missed the whole <laughs> era. Right. Like, Oh my God. Like they weren't there for bye, bye, bye. Like that's mm. fucking, that's crazy. I immediately was like, that's the LeBron drafts, right? <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh god. Yeah, oh gosh. All right. Anyway, tell me um, tell me about Paula Banchero. Uh here we go. Okay. Um I, I thought of Paula Banchero as like a really fancy bowling ball, like a pink bowling ball with like sparkles on it. Like the mm. dude is so terrifyingly like I don't like he just moves like a bowling ball, like a destroyer, you know? But then the reason why he's fancy is because he's got some skill to him, you know, like he can handle the ball a little bit. He can shoot the ball a little bit. I'm I'm not like all the way in on his shooting yet. I think we have to see how that how his shooting develops. But um, he's kind of terrifying. Um, I'm really excited to see how he uh, plays with uh, Adrian Griffin at, at Duke. And I, I think there's a reason why a lot of people have him at like number two on their boards. But um, yeah, I for me, fancy bowling ball is kind of how I'm seeing him so far. I feel like. And I don't remember if I said it in the video or not, but I kind of feel like Albert, like he's kind of what you wanted Jalen Johnson to be last year. Correct. And again, this is having not watched anything but yeah. highlight videos. But like it's just like a little smoother. It's yeah. like the upgrade a little bit. It's just it's just a little smoother. The handle's a little tighter. The shot's a little bit more fluid. The athleticism, the strength seems the same. Uh so it's gonna be interesting to watch him in actual game situations. Uh Tyler, uh, give it to me on on Paulo. I've got Paulo at one. Yep. Um, and and just because I didn't say it earlier, I have Jaden Hardy at two. So okay. come come and get me, everyone. Let's go. Um, he's terrifying. He's a freight yeah. train. I basically watched him, and I just said, "Just show me it defensively at Duke. If you can, <laughs> if you can be versatile defensively." And you can show that you have some good vision. I mean, yeah, I need to see the outside shot, but that's with most high school guys that are all of a sudden you're going to extend your range. But I mean, he just has the frame and the versatility on both sides of the ball just be a, a force. And it's funny. I'm looking at ESPN had has him listening at 225, and I no way. Yeah, I mean, right? he, he seems like he's 260, <laughs> like 10, 610. I mean, I, he's just a he's just a load looks like the hulk out there so yeah um no i i I get that there's gonna be a lot of talk with paulo and um holgram at one but i just i'm leaning towards the guy with the bigger frame and everything but i'm sure we're we're gonna have plenty to talk about when it comes to holgram when it comes up to it i always feel like i'm gonna say his name is it chet or shet i thought it was chet is it is it shet i I mean i think it's shay no, stop it, Albert. <laughs> um, no, I think it's Chet. Right. Yeah. Paulo and Chet. I for some reason keep thinking I'm going to say their names wrong. But um, no, for Paulo, I just just show me the defense, yeah. and um, he's just scary, man. He, he looks exactly what Coach K wants for his his uh, last last tour, <laughs> the last yeah. dance. He really like this kid. Really looks like a lot of times we say like this player. He can guard yeah. all five positions. And it's like, no, he fucking can't. Like, he's not staying in front of Russell Westbrook or Damian Lillard. Like, this kid might be able to guard fucking five positions because he's yeah. probably stronger than most of the centers. And he's so agile and athletic that he might be able to guard all five spots, like, re- legitimately in spurts. So, like you said, show it to me defensively, man. Just come out and have seven blocks Yeah, the first game. Like just show and me hit that. a three and, and you're fine. I'll yeah. be like, fine. It. Shut it call down. It in, call it in, <laughs> Presty. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. That brings us to uh, the projected number one overall pick headed to Gonzaga to play with the front runner for uh, college player of the year, uh, the mustached man. Coming off the gold medal in the in the FIBA tournament, uh, we got Chet Holmgren, who is one of the strangest looking players mm. I've ever seen. Mm. I he's listed at one ninety five, and like uh, we said, that Paolo Banchero looks like there's no way he's actually listed at you know he actually weighs as much as his listed weight. I, I, how is Chet 195 pounds? Kid looks like he's 165 pounds soaking wet. Uh, his wingspan, I believe, is seven six. It looks like it could be eight feet. Um, I I just I have no idea what this kid's measurements are. He's so slender. He's so long, but he's kind of fluid. Uh, as far as highlights go, and look, I've I've actually watched a ton of his film now because I was doing his video. But for his highlights, like I had him at fifth just because. He's so much taller and longer that, you know, it's like he looks like he's playing his kid brother and he's just like swatting shots on a a little tykes hoop, you know, like a a lot of times. So he's definitely one of those kids that, all right, show me you could bang bodies with people that have been in a college training program for the last three to four years. And they're not just going to put their their shoulder into you and you're going to break in half. You show me that and like, let's go. I'm in. Definitely has some skills. You know, he could shoot it a little bit, uh, put it on the floor a little bit. He's he's the one kid that I'll actually allow the unicorn talk for because I actually think that I've never seen a prospect that looks like him physically because he's just so – I don't even know what he looks like. He's, he's so weird looking. Um, all right, Albert, tell me, how do you feel about Chet Holgram uh, on first watch? Um, you guys, uh, big office fans, you know, the office is probably like my on, favorite show ever. Um, I know, I know my bad. My, my problem with him is it's like watching Gabe play basketball. Like right. I can't get that out of my head. Like he's just like, I love when they call Gabe like stick insect and all that stuff. And like, that's just, I have that in my brain, just like etched into my brain. When I watched Chet Holmgren play, I was also thinking of like Reed Richards, you know, um, it's yeah, fantastic. that's like, a good one. It's, it's just strange. It's like, it's, it's kind of jarring to watch him play basketball. And it's like, okay, like how many times is he's good? Is he going to like break his knee? Like, it's kind of terrifying to watch him play on like, in, in terms of like both spectrums, like it's kind of exciting to see the things he can do, but also like how bad is this kid going to get hurt? It's kind of like where my brain goes. Um, but it is inter- like he, it, he has, he's not shy about shooting long ass threes, um, which is cool, I guess. Um, but I don't know, like I'm actually not anywhere near as high as like everyone else seems to be on him. And maybe that's just like a me problem, but I have him like, I don't know, like fourth or something. Like I, 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 maybe I. Obviously, I need to watch a lot more. But I, I wasn't like amazed by him, and I was, it was just kind of jarring to watch him play basketball. Yeah, I think you may maybe a little bit scarred from watching Kristaps Porzingis. Yikes! You know, uh, yikes! Because there's a world like that's kind of you know I again I watched I cheated at, at this point and I watched a bunch of his games and like he does the a lot of the Porzingis thing where it's like all right. I can't back this guy down, so I'm fading away. That's, you know, he did... This is a, a normal thing with people that, you know, with big man prospects that don't have strength. Evan Mobley, 
he just fades away like when he he sees contact and these are guys that it's like you're so tall stop fading just turn and shoot over them like you don't need to fade you're already taller and longer so that that's my thing i think i think you're a little scared with uh there's a little porzingis in him skill wise uh all right tyler this is it the last prospect chet holmgren give me your uh your takes for for the next gonzaga star i have a lot i'll try to be quick um you take your time okay so i have i have a hot take and then i have some thoughts i just need to vent about chat all right every i I think i'm always lower on chat before i watch him because of what Corey said exactly is like i realize he's bigger than everyone he's gonna block everything that comes around him just because he's tall and lengthy and i'm always watching him and i always find something that i'm just in awe that like he can do with how skinny he is and how fluid he is and just all the tools i'm just like okay i should probably give him a little bit more credit and i think i just do that every single time i watch him i'm like okay i need to give him more credit i need to give him more credit and then my hot take is i understand how good of a shot blocker he is mm-hmm. like i'm looking at numbers I get it. He blocks everything that's around him, especially when people are six foot and he's got the longest go-go gadget arms of all time. Yep. I don't think he's a center. Mm. Um, and I, I know that sounds insane and you probably play this back forever, you know, whatever. I don't really care. I just have weird vibes that like, is he a, a three that you could put as a four? And kind of, and I don't put this name around lightly, but could you kind of think of him as like Durant where you just throw him in a lineup and he's going to be impactful all over the place? Depend, like, I just don't ever see him guarding and beat. I don't ever see him guarding Carl Anthony Towns and like the bigger, longer Joker. guys that have 40 pounds, 50 pounds on him. So I'm trying to be like, well, could you make him like a four that – kind of spaces the floor and does damage on the perimeter, kind of like Durant at the end of his career. Like Durant's just so special. You just throw him in and you figure it out. But I don't know. Cause I'm like you, Corey, like there's no way he weighs 190. I mean, there's just no shot. And like weirdly looking at a photo of his legs right now, they look like they're 40 pounds each, like tops. <laughs> I mean, um, so I don't know. I mean, I might be crazy. I actually am intrigued to see him and Timmy together because maybe that'll help my point. But I just, I think he could do some more damage if we'd stop looking at the fact that he's seven foot and be like, okay, he has the skills to kind of be like a floor spacing guy that can get downhill in a hurry. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I crazy? And it's okay. You can't tell me I'm crazy. All right. So (laughs) I think that I, I think prospects like Chet, are gonna I mean obviously he's so unique as just a a person in, in how he's built. But you know, he's not like completely abnormal because I think Evan Mobley is not super far from him mm. like physically. That makes sense. Man, you know yeah. there's like this philosophical question I kind of feel like with it because you know uh, there are certain pos- podcasts where some people were like, well just play I think Mobley's a three. Yeah. And I'm like and I'm like I he doesn't have the handle to be a three. Like it's almost like they kind they move fluidly for guys that look like them, but like not fluid enough 
to be like on par with probably like the 65th percentile player at like the small forward position. And so it's like, all right, so they're not like full on perimeter guys. And then it's like defensively, like they really don't have the strength, but they're also kind of exactly what you want and like drop bigs. Cause they can kind of move on the perimeter, but also get back to their man and protect the rim. But like, you're not really making the best use of that. If you're playing, you're having them guard fours and now fours don't really exist anymore. Cause they're really right. just old threes. So mm. it's, it's, it's kind of like the, all right, well, remember when uh, the Rockets threw like McGrady on Dirk and Dirk had a ton of problems with that because it's like, all right, he's Dirk was a crazy mismatch at that point for guys who were playing power forward. But like McGrady was this crazy athletic, still tall, long. And it's like, I could see a world where we're like, we're looking at Chet because he had all these crazy measurables and like raw skills. But like, how is that going to fit together in an NBA context? Is he going to be good enough at any of these things outside of like maybe just like protecting the rim that you're willing to like move all of your roster around to kind of fit him. That's kind of where I'm at philosophically. I don't know. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. Maybe I'm crazy for thinking like that. No, no, no. I I think that makes perfect sense. Um, He's just, it's, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Mobley, we at least knew like Mobley does big man stuff. Right. And I feel like just, Chet's a perimeter guy. Chet's sure. a perimeter guy in a big body. I and in I, my I in my breakdown, I have zero post moves. So that that's what I'm saying. Like at least with wow. Mobley, I've watched Mobley, and people were like, "Well, he doesn't have a lot of creativity in the post." And I'm like, "There's still some moves that Mobley has yeah. that I'm like, goodness, that's a post turnover, turnover yes. both shoulders, smooth, yes. finish both hands, yeah, for sure." So I don't know. It just, and I'm like you, maybe it's. Maybe it's your roster. You're just like, I don't know how he fits. Or maybe he'll be so so good. Maybe he's so versatile that it doesn't matter. And he'll just play him on the wing and play him down. Like, I don't know who will see. He's going to be like, that's why he's (laughs) so intriguing. Cause like seeing Mm -hmm. him for years, his body hasn't really like filled out at all. Like, and he, you know, he's a guy that you kind of, cause he played with Suggs in high school. So, you know, you've, he's a guy who's kind of been in the, the ball is life you know, spotlight. uh spotlight for a while. So I don't know. He's just such a weird prospect. Mm. I've never been like so perplexed, just like what on yeah. earth is this kid? I, and I just God. need to see him play more talented mm-hmm. players. I think one thing we really have to hope for is that um PJ Carlissimo doesn't get a job in the NBA and play Chet Holmgren at the two. Um that'll be that'll be pretty rough on him. Um but we I, might need that, Albert. That's what we're yeah. talking about. But are I mean no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm playing. I don't need that. No, but and it is funny that Corey just hit it on it. I feel like I've watched and seen his highlights for three years, and he's been the exact same weight for three years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, everyone's always going to say guys have the frame to fill out, but there's also guys that have just, they're going to be skinny. Like, you, so I don't know. It's going to be a big year. I just don't know how he fills out. Right. I don't, I don't see his His frame ever changing. Like, not in. Oh, go ahead. He's doing he's doing zero pull-ups on the, the NBA draft <laughs> no. combine. Like, there's no way. Like, I, how does he lift weights? Him just curling, like, how does he even mm-hmm. curl? His arms are so long. Like the physics what? of it all. 
when everyone thinks you can just be Giannis and gain 50 pounds over three years. And it's like, no, not a lot of bodies can take that on. No. And like, didn't we kind of find out that like part of the reason that Giannis was so skinny is because he was literally malnourished. (laughs) Right. Like, honestly, you know, and like, that's why he maybe had like this crazy physical development. It's just like, oh, because now he's like getting proper nutrition. Right, right, right. Like like, he's, he was so enamored by smoothies. (laughs) So I don't know. Uh, It's the kid is going to be really fun to watch he's another kid he's gonna be i I bet gonzaga has a a shit ton of those national tv games they are for you guys you'll be able to you know comfortably watch them live on the west coast where i'll like it'll be like all right uh 10 50 start time for for me and like so i'll watch the replays uh but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun because gonzaga is gonna have uh, a lot of hype this year with uh timmy returning and and chet as you know the top rated prospect now that we've gone through the the prospects and we're, we're almost done, we'll almost get out of here. Is there a Jaden McDaniels, BJ Boston in this top 10 who's just going to be an afterthought a few months from now when we're like six what? games into the season and it's he's just there's what? just no production there? Peyton Watson? I don't I think UCLA is going to be good enough so Watson's going to have all the opportunities to get the looks. I feel I really weird about Jabari Smith just because mm-hmm. I'm like you, Corey. Like, yeah, I feel like going to Auburn. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I have that way. I really feel that way about guys going to Kansas. And I feel like that <laughs> might give me the same vibes this year. Just and I love Auburn. Like, I think they're fun, but I don't know if they're the best for like going and averaging potentially twenty a game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In that top 10, I don't really know. I yeah, would I probably know. say Jabari. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. I, I agree that like Peyton Watson is going to have too much success to like hmm. completely fall off the map. Like if, if he slides, I think it's like he starts getting mocked at like 16, 17 instead of, mm-hmm. you know, like the second round or something. And I don't know if Jabari Smith, you know, gets there either, but like I could certainly see that path because I just, Auburn's just, I don't know. It's weird. It's been a weird spot for you know players the last couple of years. Let me just defend my Peyton Watson one, just because. Well, you did mention BJ Boston last year, big name school. We were expecting a lot, high expectations, and he just didn't get there. And so that's kind of where my mind went with Peyton Watson. As as I mentioned, I've got a lot of people gassing up Peyton Watson around me right now, and I I just. I don't know if he's going to perform at that level that everyone's expecting him to. So that's the only reason why I picked Watson. You know what? When we do his uh, his his episode potentially like pre-draft, maybe you're singing a different soon, tune because this whole hmm. episode was a ridiculous premise where we literally <laughs> just watched highlights. <laughs> it all comes back to that. It was just our first impressions. Tyler, before we get out of here, yes, I want you to to school the uh, the listenership. And give them a little background, because I feel like you're very humble. I know a you little. got a, a. I feel like you got a, a pretty impressive basketball resume. I try. Tell um, us a little bit about your your basketball journey, man. Oh gosh, put me on the spot. No, Come yeah, on. I try to. I try to stay a little quiet. I try to stay a little humble until it's necessary and time to do so. But, um, I spent about. 10 years part-time working in the NBA started with the Warriors for about 
eight years, I want to say. I was doing like youth basketball camps, helping out with analytics on game nights, working game staff, all that stuff, just kind of trying to carve my role out. And then um, ended up going to the Suns for a year just because I wanted to like kind of get out on my own and try something new. Parlayed that to go coach overseas for a year, which was awesome. I coached in Prague. And then what did I do after that? Um, Then I came home and did some advanced scouting for the G League. So I just kind of was like just grinding, trying to build up as much experience as I possibly can. And then finally I was like, okay, I want to do backcourt and showcase. Like I just always loved the draft. Like every year, even on my own, I was just like scouting the draft quietly doing blogs that no one hopefully ever finds because they were just all over the place and I was young at it, but no, man, I mean, basketball has been good to me. Um, I'm not done with it yet. I still got plenty of unfinished business, but uh, it's been a new path now and I love it. You know, getting to know everyone and the draft world's my favorite though. I would say that. The draft world is I think mm. it's the it's one of the most interesting parts of of the sport. I think that you know uh, so many new people enter it every day, and I think it's awesome that that happens because you know the bigger it gets, the more popular it is, the better it is for guys like us who who enjoy it and put the work in. And uh, yeah, I think what's cool is that it's created all these awesome relationships and. Uh, with with like-minded people and uh that's why we love having you on on the pod because you you put the work in you know your stuff we can trust your opinion and that's why <laughs> I, you are the only one to have on a podcast where we scout guys for two minutes because you've done the real stuff yeah i've done the real work. stuff so you can't you can't call me out for the highlights <laughs> um all right so you know you talked about backward so plug it Tell tell the everyone where they could find you on the internet. Uh, just social media at Backward V. Doing most of my work on Twitter, Backward Violation, uh, the basketball podcast on Spotify and iTunes, and uh, yeah, hopefully can start getting some serious stuff rolling there. And YouTube, yes. Backward Violation. So yep, just you just dropped you, you dropped your summer league video. You know, kind summer of league video spotlights. So check that out. Um, really awesome work uh you know i one of the things there's so much like smart stuff out there that just gets too smart and overcomplicated for me where i'm just like oh fucking boring shut up (laughs) fucking sat words (laughs) give me a break and like i just like reading stuff from people who are like actually know their shit but are entertaining at the same time it's like do you want to take a class with a fucking boring professor who doesn't like who you're just losing focus in, even though they know their shit? Like, no, like give me the guy who knows his stuff and is entertaining. So that's why we have you on the show. We're big fans. Um, all right, uh, Albert, tell the people where they could find you on the <sighs> WWWs. Yeah, I mean, you guys know where to find me by now. I have the most memorable Twitter handle ever. Uh, I had one of my friends tell me he works in marketing, and he's like, "Dude, your Twitter handle sucks because no one likes toes." And I was like, you know what? That's <laughs> okay. That's valid. You're right. You're freaking right. I, I think I would vehemently disagree. I think there are a lot of strange people that like toes a little bit too much. 
Um, but I mean, that's the feedback I'm getting right now. Uh, I did want to second everything Corey said. Um, Tyler, we freaking love having you on, man. We love, uh, we, we got like a little group chat going on where we share all kinds of wild gifs and, you know, you're always on point with the, uh, you know, all the funny videos and stuff that you make, man. It's always awesome. But, you know, your pod's been great. I, the the uh, Summer League video was awesome. All the praise you gave to Miles McBride and Quentin Grimes. Like, you know, <laughs> I've, I've got that hidden in my heart somewhere. You know, I wrote it on my heart and I'll never forget it. But we always love having you on, man. We're excited to keep working with you and doing all different kinds of things. But, um, yeah, that's where you'll find me on the Internet. And, uh, dude, my Twitter is, like, not that exciting. But come find me, guys. And maybe you'll be entertained. I have no idea. You will. You will. Uh, and you can find me on the WWWs uh, at the Hardwood Mag Instagram, which I don't really use, but mostly Twitter. So follow me there. Uh, I just started a sub stack because I want to write a little bit more this year. Uh, I wrote about uh, Davian Mitchell and Lost. So if you like either one of those things or both, then that article is for you. It's uh, CoreyTullaba.substack.com. Subscribe to it. It's free. Um, so that's where you'll find my my ramblings this year. And uh, if you haven't yet, please subscribe, share, and and rate and five-star the podcast. Uh, that's a big-time help. And um, look, season two started today. We had the, the non-serious stuff, but it gets real mm. in the next episode. We're back to, to really scouting these crazy high school AAU games. Um, we're starting early. No one's stopping because if if we can't if if we're not doing it, somebody else is, and that's just mm-hmm. the you know the reality of it. So we're doing it, and we'll be back next week on the Draft Act Podcast. Until that time, we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.